Hey, you're listening to Apostates on the Fringe, a leftist atheist podcast sponsored by the Atheist Society of Knoxville. We are your hosts. I am Dustin. Alistair. And Sam. And you guys, I... Fuck. I got this can because it looks fucking baller. The art on this can is baller. It's from Pontoon Brewing. It's from Atlanta, Georgia. It's called Crushing Waves. It's a Berlin-style Weiss with tart cherries and pineapple. And I thought the tart cherries and pineapple would be like a subtle addition to it. No, this thing is tart as fuck. This is going to be brutal to get through. I don't like tart beers. I I was hoping it was just a like just a, a modicum of taste to it, not the entire. Fu- it's it's super tart. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be rough. I don't know that I'll drink the other. To uh, next week on the show or not? I cleaned out your fridge last week, and this week I'm cleaning out mine, so I just have fat tire. Just both fat tires? Yeah. yeah I mean, it's not bad. Fat tires isn't bad. I have the vanilla porter, but my new beer of the week is a Sakra Pilsner. Where is this from? I don't know. It's a Pilsner. I haven't even tasted it yet. I'll let you know halfway through the show. You'll forget. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, damn, that's a good beer. <laughs> mm. No, it's not good. Uh, this is why I'm not, I'm not going to ever get a sponsor because I've had like two or three beers that I've had on the show that <laughs> are just fucking trash. Well, like, maybe they need to send us their good beers then. Well, the I mean, I chose it based on looks only. I was like, the, the can art's really cool. I was like, you know, what? I've never tried this before. I'll get it. It wasn't in like the tart insider section, so I thought that maybe it wouldn't have that. You know, it is. It's 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 fucking bad. So I didn't even, you guys, I didn't even know the fucking Oscars were happening. I did, because I actually pay attention to film. Yeah, yeah I, I knew you would have. I, I didn't know. I was no, I was gaming, with, I was gaming with, with David, and then I get like a huge meme dump by Alistair. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck happened? So I like, because I, I, it was like, like eight or nine that you just sent all in one, and I go to look. I'm like, holy shit, that fucking happened. <laughs> like, he just went there and just fucking slapped his shit out of fucking Chris Rock. And then came all the fucking public debate about it. Yeah, lots of public debate. A lot of, a lot lot of, of hot takes I've on I've seen that. a lot of people going back and forth. I was just talking about that in a group chat on the way over, that a lot of people were like, yeah, you go, Will. And now, like, halfway through the week, they're like, wait a second. Maybe that isn't so cool. Do you know what's what's really funny? <laughs> Maybe is, toxic masculine public violence isn't as cool as I thought it was. It's 100% toxic masculinity, <laughs> but what happened is Will forgets that the internet never forgets. Yeah. And did you see the clip of him making fun of that guy with alopecia? Oh, okay. No, there's a funnier video of him. Oh, being, I yeah, heard about that. Yeah, he had, there was a video of him making fun of some of the alopecia. He's like, you know, talking about, you got to wax your head daily. You know, I, he was, I, I saw a thing posting that, and then someone was like, don't bring up something he did through. 30 years ago, you wouldn't want someone to do that. He's ch- He could have changed his mind on that subject. I'm like, yeah, you're right, he did. And then I posted another video that he did saying, hey, yo, he was like 90s, 90s, Will Smith being all cool. Hey, yo, if someone tries to come up on your girl and start a fight, how about you don't? Because violence isn't cool. Was that the, the more you know? <laughs> no, yeah, the more the you more- know, <laughs> violence isn't cool. I saw that one too, that was good. And then I posted that, I'm like... Hey, you're right. He did change his mind on things. <laughs> and the other one I saw was actually from from Jada, and it was a it was a short clip, and she says, "I don't give two shits what people say about my bald headed self." Mm-hmm. So, but then that that death glare she fucking gave Will Smith after like he laughed at the joke. That's what I was saying. Someone was just like, "Dude, Jada is hot as fuck." Like, don't act like oh people like she's been bald her whole career, and she's always been hot her whole career. I don't think she's self-conscious about it. No. 
Uh, Apparently, but when, the, there's been an article where she talked about she was self conscious about it. She well, has had like some issues with it. Um, well, like, but I mean, like public perception wise, she's always no one's you know she's always been idolized as a very attractive woman, despite you know the appearance of her hair. So I don't think I I know a lot of. You know, we're, we're, we're our own worst critics when we come to, like, what we think. You know, like, I think everyone's judging me based on this. I I had a um, – fuck it, I'll – we have, like, three listeners. It's fine. I had a condition, a nervous take that um, I would pull hair when I was a kid, and I would have bald spots, and, like, I was super fucking self-conscious about it. But in all reality, a lot of times it was unnoticeable right. to some, but I was always, like – they're, they see it. They're staring at it. They're watching me. So I kind of get that. But you're a man, so the internet doesn't care. I mean, that's true. To, <laughs> that's true to an extent. I saw. And, and there's a lot of because because you know, everyone that I see trying to defend her about oh how precious her her sensitivity to alopecia is. I'm like they don't give two shits about men going bald. That's also a medical condition that they can't control. And I don't see these people defending. That's not what it's about. I think what it really is about is people defending uh, public violence and toxic masculinity. Plus, they don't know the behind-the-scenes stuff that has gone on in their relationship. I've seen a lot of people don't understand that. I've seen people posting... Why the fuck is their poly status being brought into any of this That's shit? That's because they don't because even they have a poly status. That's all that. a rumor. That's a rumor. <sighs> They've never had poly status, and even if they did, I'm pretty sure, you know, it's pretty normal for poly couples to have boundaries. And I think it'd be a pretty good hard boundary, like, uh, hey, Jada, uh, could you not um, fuck our son's friends? Uh, I think they're off limits. <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if they're poly or not. I'm pretty sure that would have been off limits to anybody. I don't care who you you want. Would you date someone that wants to fuck your kid's friends? Like, I don't fucking care if they're poly or not. If Will was fucking one of his daughter's friends, we'd certainly fucking hear about it. Yes. And that's that's what what the real thing going on here is double standards, toxic masculinity. Because people are cheering on Will for physically assaulting someone because he's defending his toxic-ass wife. Which, when you really dig into what she's saying... She's belittled Will. I don't like either one of these people. They like that whole family are pieces of shit. Like every maybe the daughter is okay. Like he has a daughter, right? He has a son and a daughter. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Fuck the son. The son's a piece of shit. Yeah, he is. The son's a piece of shit. She's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. I know nothing about the daughter. Will definitely has some mental things going on. I mean, you know, to, to just snap like that. I mean, he's got, he had to know the gravity of the situation just to go up on. I mean, you're you're not okay if you're going up on the stage of of, of this kind of event. And assaulting someone, you're not fucking okay. He knows he's untouchable. Yeah, like, and, and then so he, even if even he got a if, fucking standing ovation after that, his fucking he's speech, he's fucking untouchable. Yeah, Jim, like, Jim Carrey was right when he said, "Yeah, you, you saw that." I saw that. That was Jim. Jim Carrey being serious fucking blew my Jim, mind. Jim Carrey was right that Hollywood is just toxic, and that was what I saw a bunch of posts saying too that I agree with. Is he went on to win an award that was not. He did not deserve that fucking award. He played himself in a movie. He played a narcissistic father who pushes his children into the limelight and steals all their shine. Yes, that's what he played. Like, he played him fucking as his fucking self. But, uh... But the interview with uh, Jim Carrey, when he... But, like, I, I was watching that, and he did... He just kind of... You know, he was like, "What are these people doing? Like, they're 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 they give him a standing ovation. I'm like, this whole this whole thing is toxic. This environment that they have created mm. in Hollywood is just fucking toxic." I, I it was about a two minute interview. If you haven't seen it, I recommend checking it yeah, out. Yeah, the 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 big quote from the Jim Carrey interview is that Hollywood is not the cool kids anymore. They're 
They're not this, this solidified that Hollywood crowd is not cool. Plus, like, I mean, like, nobody pays attention to movies anymore. I pay attention to it. I was mostly disappointed with the wins. I didn't think Best Picture deserved to go to that. A lot, like, it's it's all it's politics. Like, the Oscars are mostly politics, and I was kind of. I thought that's been known for a while. Yeah, that's I, kind of known. all award shows. All, it doesn't all, go to all the award shows have films. kind of been, haven't they? I mean, some of them have been overtly racist, and others were just, you know, just political. I mean, uh, I think some of the ones that I really pay attention to are like Cannes and TIFF. I think TIFF is probably the Toronto International uh, are the more fair ones that actually give credit to good movies. I was pissed off that Titan didn't get anything, and that's a very trans movie that didn't get any attention. Like <laughs> they, bo- they definitely could have milked that for political points because it was by a French woman about gender and trans issues so i mean it was i saw it you uh, <laughs> i saw it uh, it was very very odd odd movie um this best something, picture something best I, picture. something i typically wouldn't watch but i was like that was some wild imagery in that fucking movie <laughs> wild wild imagery it was fucking weird but uh as as when as i normally do the fucking memes though from this have been fucking just the memes are all i've cared about man the memes have been fucking amazing <laughs> I, I did. I actually did change my Wi-Fi uh, in this room to uh, keep my Wi-Fi snap out to your fucking mouth. <laughs> there, yeah, I saw. People... And I'm broadcasting it with like, on the on the highest fre- on on the the frequency that travels the farthest. <laughs> and it, it, just as a guest network, just just for the lulls. Like, there's I'm never going to use it. It's just, just for the lulls, and I know it's going it, to it'll broadcast pretty fucking far because I have eight, ten, eight antennas on that bitch, so it'll it'll go pretty far. I just saw, for a joke. I saw some people trying to say that it was all staged for publicity. A lot of people were saying and that's, that. That's bullshit. That's Have you seen bullshit. some of the, some people try to Photoshop like this prosthetic like uh, slap protector on Chris Rock's face and say <laughs> that it was planned? I swear to God, like the, the links. The, people the... are stupid as fuck. You, that was not planned. Like, you, no, it was not fucking planned. People are so dumb. They're gonna Sandy Hook. They're gonna Sandy Hookify the fucking slap out of here. <laughs> <laughs> they're like everyone in that room was an actor. <laughs> So they all crisis actors. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because Alex Jones is currently being fined fifty thousand dollars a day because he failed to appear for his deposition for the Aww. upcoming trial, which he tried to he tried to settle for a hundred and twenty thousand dollars for each plaintiff for the upcoming trial. And they're like, ha, fuck no. They're they're, they're within they're like so fast, so fast. They, they want get, the discovery. So fast they came back with a fuck no, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, they want the discovery. They want the um, the disposition. They want all that out of them. The, the only problem with it is that as much as I had to fucking hate to say it, Alex Jones performed really well in dodging fucking things during his last deposition. Like, he's he, he does really well at fucking... Just not answering. Just not answering. Uh, On advice of my attorney, I oh, cannot I, I do not recall. I, I do not recall. <laughs> you know, he'll just repeat that shit over and over again. But I fucking, he's being fined, and he's going this trial uh, for the Sandy Hook thing. They're, they're, you know, he's already been found, you know, liable. So now this trial is just for damages. So right, I, right. I can't wait for that. But I love that. You know, he's actively, just, you know. He knows he's fucked. Oh, yeah, he's fucked. He knows he's fucked. It's fun when some bad person actually suffers consequences because, you know, you don't see that too often. No. 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 Unfortunately, I think the Justice Department um, has been radically kind of fucked ever since, you know, Trump 
came in and fucked with it. I mean, the they it's sorry. always been kind of fun. oh yeah, yeah. but I, I it's just it's just only been further eroded. And I don't know if you know Merrick Garland can bring it back and actually hold people fucking accountable. Well, Trump's still been too slippery, but there's always a little bit of information. Something's gonna happen about January six. What happened to that seven? What is it? Seven hours of. Yeah, there were seven hours of phone calls between, I think, 11.34 and 6-ish where there were no calls made. And if uh, people around him are like, well, Trump is always addicted to his phone. Like, there's the likelihood of him not being on the phone in that period is just not possible. So, you know, he had, I think he had discussed using burner phones before and probably had the foresight to probably switch over to that once right, the, right. Uh, the the insurrection did he try to happen. flush those down the toilet too <laughs> three or four times because the water pressure is not good enough uh, we do have a development though a, a judge um for the january 6th committee so the most the i guess the most recent ruling is that the january 6th committee was trying to get um these a bunch emails, of emails a bunch of emails that john eastman trump's attorney basically the architect of their plan to subvert the demo- our democracy and overturn the election i just want to pause real quick i i find it have highly ironic that there are people still on the right the hard trumpers who are still <laughs> claiming that you know the democrats were the one that stole the election when there's literally a laid out game plan on record where how the john eastman and trump and giuliani Literally, actively tried to divert and steal an election that would have further further eroded um, our democracy. It's fake news. So, U.S. District Judge David Carter he wrote, "Every American, and certainly the President of the United States, knows that in a democracy, leaders are elected, not installed. With a plan this bold, President Trump knowingly tried to subvert this fundamental principle." Based on the evidence, the court finds it more likely than not that President Trump corruptly attempted to obstruct the joint session of Congress on January 6, 2021. Later, he adds, The memo recommended that Vice President Pence reject electors from contested states on January 6. This may have been the first time members of President Trump's team transformed a legal interpretation of the Electoral Count Act into a day-by-day action a plan of action. So basically he's saying this is the first time they transferred that into a plan to subvert the democracy, um, violating what they knew. They, it, there was another memo that they had already uh, – Eastman had already admitted that there was no legality for right, their interpretation right. of the Electoral Count Act. Uh, because the memo likely furthered the crimes of obstruction of an official proceeding and conspiracy to defraud the United States, it is subject to the crime fraud exception, and the court orders it to be disclosed. So this is a great ruling for, for justice. Uh, there were 111 documents that John Eastman was trying to prevent the January 6th um, panel from getting because they were claiming executive privilege. Right. The judge rules that 101 of them do not meet that classification and can, will, and can be released to that committee. They have to now. They have to pressure uh, Merrick Garland to actually indict John Eastman on those charges. So our hope is on him. Now he hasn't been just sitting idly by. He's we know he's uh, issued charges and indictments against people who have um, are in, in contempt of Congress when they failed to show up to those hearings. So he very well. How many may. people? At least three or four, four or five. There's been several. There was one recently, one last week that that came out or contempt of Congress for this. But the problem is that they really have to move quickly because if for any reason there is a shift in the House um, in the midterms, the Republicans will immediately disband and end the January 6th committee. Mm-hmm. So any, anyone that's caught up in that, anything that's, anything that's an ongoing investigation, anything that's not being brought up on criminal charges 
will not going forward unless uh, now Mayor Garland could still act, but the committee and its investigation will simply end. So they right. have to, you know, we need to get pressure on uh, on old Mayor Garland. But you know, this is the first time fucking you know January sixth has brought up you know the actual potential crim- criminal charges or criminal um, recommendations based on. Donald Trump fucking trying to literally steal the election, but the only thing standing in his way was Mike Pence, and that's the only thing. The only the thing. Only, standing yeah, was, yeah. Was, well, was, I mean, Mike Pence was like the last ditch effort because I mean, all the fucking sixty um, lawsuits that happened. Yeah, every one of them. <laughs> every zero, single zero one for, of them. Zero for sixty, by the way, for that Kraken team. <laughs> Fucking speaking of fucking cracking, and speaking of uh, January sixth, I want to move on immediately after we bitched about Clarence Thomas last week. The next fucking day, we get a drop that what was his name, Virginia Thomas, Jenny, uh, Jenny Thomas, was texting Mark Meadows, telling him to release the Kraken, overturn this election. Mm-hmm. So she's pressuring the chief of staff. She is the wife of a sitting Supreme Court justice, and Clarence Thomas, while on the Supreme Court, probably knowing his wife did this. I mean, he would have to know, but. There were two cases that went to the Supreme Court regarding the January 6th committee. In two cases, there was only one dissenter in each of those cases to release the information to that committee. And I bet you can guess who the lone dissenter was in each of those cases because he did not recuse himself from the obvious bias that he had that his wife fucking sent those messages. And those messages were part of that dump that he didn't want released. Yep. I'd like to also have a moment of silence for him actually living. Yeah. Yeah, let's take that. Everybody. Such a shame. Such a shame. He's still out of the hospital. What I mean, just what a garbage person. I mean, you, you're elected to the highest court on the land, and you're supposed to have some sort of you know modicum of integrity, you would think. But to knowingly not recuse, recuse yourself from those cases, and in fact vote against those interests to protect. I mean, well, he wasn't going to do it beforehand because then people would be wondering why he's recusing himself. And then, that's if, if, you know, that's a good point. No, that's a good point. So he, he couldn't he couldn't preemptively be like before everybody found out recruits himself. But is he going to now? Fuck no. I bet if any other anything else goes before them, he's not going to recruit himself. It's going to yeah, be the he same knows shit. that he can get away with it. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, a, he's above the law. But because, you know, it would take two thirds to convict. Right. So the House can impeach him. But if not convicted, I don't think he's going to be removed from the bench. And we, I don't see the Republicans being like, oh, we'll give Joe Biden another nomination this year. Right. So right. no matter how fucking awful Clarence Thomas is, no matter how awful, how much he violates the rule of law in adjudicating these cases where there's clear bias on his on his behalf because his wife is literally part of that team that was trying to you know pressure to overturn the election. The sickness should have overcome. Yeah. (laughs) Damn it, God, you missed. (laughs) Yeah. That's all we can hope for is that something happens to him. We just need, like, you know, God or, like, diseases (laughs) something to happen to save us. There is going to be a moment where I'm going to live stream our podcast, (laughs) sir. (laughs) Just so everyone knows, like, what we see when you are advocating for God and and illnesses. Yeah, I'm talking about God. (laughs) I want God to come in and do something. (laughs) You know, that's legal for me to talk about, my faith. (laughs) I mean, but just, just think, just think about the the, gra- the the true gravity is that we have you know one of the nine members of the Supreme Court actively engaged in qu- cases 
two. Yo, I'm glad it's just one. You're not wrong. That we fucking know of. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> you're not wrong. That sucked. But it's it's I I can't I can't get over how like obscene that really is. I, and then. But you know, we're, these things are happening. The, these 101 emails are, are going to be released to the committee, and then eventually made public. So it'd be very interesting to find out what's in that. I don't know if we'll get anything about the seven hours of missing phone call logs. Yeah, they're gonna have to find those phones in the toilet. <laughs> gonna have to go to the septic system again to get those. And they won't find those phones. I'd be curious what was going, like what was you know what he would be saying, you know, because we know he wasn't trying to denounce this at all, you know. If, if anything, you know, he was like, you know, we love you, you're great people, but go home. <laughs> he's also not a general. It's not like he's like, do this now, do that. Like, he's not commanding it, but he's definitely hoping that it happens. Oh, I bet he was he making was, some commands. Now, like, whether people t- could do it or not. He's not good. He was probably <laughs> cheering it on and being like, go, go, go. But he wasn't like, attack the South Wing now. Like, you know, he doesn't have that kind of stuff. No, so no. He, no, he probably did. He's like, get one of the Capitol Police to show him where Mike Pence is. Show him where he's at. Just get, just say my name. Just, just walk in and be like, "Hello, Capitol Police officer. Uh, where is Mike Pence?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what's really funny is so when this this ruling came out, um, there was no statement issued by Trump except for him. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna read it because it's fucking I can't stupid. Wait until Donald Trump is played by Jared Leto in a fat suit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. He did issue a lengthy statement detailing what he said was a hole-in-one. Many people are asking, so I'll give it to you now. It was 100% true. I made a hole-in-one. I hit a five-iron, which sailed magnificently into a rather strong wind with approximately five feet of cut, whereupon it bounced twice, and they went clank into the hole. They went clank. I won't tell you who won because I'm a very modest individual, (laughs) and and you will then say I was bragging. And I don't like people who brag. Are you fucking kidding me? This is Donald Trump we're talking about saying I don't whatever it's so it's he's it's, bragging about not bragging. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that uh, Lonely Island song I'm so humble. <laughs> Have you heard that song Sam? Maybe. It's 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 it's, it's akin to that. He's also on Telegram like Oh, is that where that about, message came from? Um I don't know if I have I don't see that one there, but I do see where he's um going on about how the Ninth Circuit issued um, and a, another attorney fees ruling in my favor against Stephanie Clifford, a.k.a. Stormy Daniels, this time awarding me $245,000. But the case wasn't even about whether he did it. The case was about defamation. She sued him for defamation and lost. But there's nothing about, like, what's going on with the January 6th one. No, he's probably got nothing to say because he's probably like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, he, I think he fully expected the... The judge oh. to uphold executive privilege. Mm-hmm. He did mention it. While they say the January 6th was an attempted coup, which it was not, they should add that the election of November 3rd was an actual coup. All you have to do is look at the massive evidence in swing states uh, available upon request with, with much more to come. Our country is paying a big price for that rig election. I do want to add uh, to this, though. Um, in the in the Carter ruling case, uh, in, in this one case, something I, a quote I wanted to read earlier but um, glossed over, the court is tasked only with deciding a dispute over a handful of emails. At most, this case is a warning about the dangers of legal theories gone wrong. The legal theory in this case being that they thought that the because of the 
voter, whatever they thought was voter fraud could lead them to subvert this Electoral Count Act. He goes on, the power, the powerful abusing public platforms and desperation to win at all costs. If Dr. Eastman and President Trump's plan had worked, it would have permanently ended the peaceful transition of power, undermining American democracy and the Constitution. I mean, those are pretty powerful words there in terms of what would have happened if this, if, you know, that that had taken place. But they're going to see that message on Telegram or whatever his, wherever he's communicating and his hard, they're going to agree with him and think that the the, the election was truly stolen. They're not going to ever see those words. That's probably true as well. They're not going to believe it if they see it even. Yeah, the fake news thing. It doesn't really matter. Unless the emails result in maybe criminal charges, indictments from they still will turn a blind eye. They're literal fat. Which which hunt? This leftist liberal witch hunt is what they'll call it. They're fascist foot soldiers, and that's all they are. And the only good fascist is a fascist behind bars, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I think you can say dead fascist. Kill all fascists! (laughs) (laughs) I got nothing more on the John Eastman thing, unless you guys have something. I just hope something actually comes from it. It, it, that, and that, that also, uh, I listened to Clean Up on Owl 45. I started it yesterday. Did you finish? I, listen I to listened it? to it, too. Um, one thing I didn't know that you can do is that uh, Allison Gill AG said that you can go to justice.gov. Yeah. And you can contact them. And being a government agency, they have to, like, at least read those responses. So, you know, if you're listening to the show, if you're one of our three listeners and you want to you know, contact justice.gov and, you know, say, you know, we have a court that has decided that Trump and John Eastman has more likely than not committed a crime. I, you know, recommend an indictment, indicting those individuals and pressing charges. That's, that's, that's one thing that, that, that can be done to maybe help sway that is public, uh, public opinion. Yeah. Austin, Justin and Dustin's dad. Go do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we have, we, I know we have more listeners, but yeah. we, we, just for the sake of our, uh, I guess our mental health. I try yeah. To, we're, we're talking, it's... we're talking about being humble. Okay. We were just talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really hard to track our metrics, um, across the board. I know. Yeah. So I uh, three, three or four listeners. That's, it's fine. Watch tell, tell us about uh, something happened local here in Knoxville that gave us a good cheer. So, our, uh, a couple of our local Starbucks are working to get unionized. Um, the first one to start all that was the one located at Merchants. And they had their vote, I believe, uh, Tuesday it was? Tuesday or Wednesday. And they won... Um, Eight to seven, and there's one unknown vote that Starbucks is contest- contesting because that employee is a corporate employee. So they don't want them to have a vote. Yeah, I can see that kind of argument um, only because I know that I've mentioned it before under the NLRA, I lost certain protections of my right to form a union because I represent the company. And so that one may possibly be a valid claim, mm-hmm. but if they win with the eight seven, then they've they've they, effectively they, effectively unionized. They now are they have what? I swear to God, I can't with the people of fucking Knoxville because I was hoping to see you know the, the people cheering this movement because you know this, this is a right to work state and as, as a right to work state, you know all the majority of the right to work states are among the poorest, but 
I was expecting to see a lot of applause. I was hoping to see words of it. No, do you know how many people in fucking Knoxville Dude, just I, I, think fucking unions are fucking terrible? I have completely come to terms that we literally have the worst people. I, in the world. I, I mean, with. I, I had hope, Sam. I, I don't have any hopes anymore. We live in hell. Have you seen out there? There's no public transportation. Have you? We're getting a new fucking baseball stadium for a team no one cares about. We live in hell. Have you watched your onboarding videos at your company? My what now? The onboarding videos. We don't have onboarding videos. You don't have onboarding shit for... No. Okay, so most most companies have the whole onboarding where you go through basic training, which is like most of it is actually learning about the company and the company's values and things like this. And almost every corporate company in that set of onboarding uh, videos, there is an anti-union video and they are repeating verbatim what is in these anti uh, 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 uh anti-union so videos. these cats were like stuck in a closet with a tv and a vcr and they pop in this fucking cassette because i did that when i worked at a restaurant back uh-huh. way back when and you watch these stupid terribly produced with terrible music fucking training videos and they're repeating those talking points yeah okay yeah, that's that's pretty much it but i was i but, was expecting i was hoping to see there was some there was some support but the overall i was like what the fuck you know you don't support workers rights the workers rights to because when you're under a contract you have more power you know, yes. you, ha- you have more power, they more weight. Everyone around us is so fucking stupid. So, I'm kind of sad that COVID's done ravaging everything. The, <laughs> Jesus the awesome. woman that's, who that's another post I'm, I'll bring up later. The woman who initiated the um, union stuff at Merchants is actually my old neighbor, mm-hmm. and I went by and saw her yesterday and talked to her a bit. She was saying that Starbucks sent some union busters into the store. Oh, of course, they did. Or, yeah. And they were telling the um, other employees that if they vote for the union, that, that they would lose all of their benefits, I'm that so they wouldn't be able to transfer to any other store. Um, just just like a bunch of shit. And like Maggie, who started it, it's like, man, I went through all this shit. Like they were calling her a narcissist, telling the employees that she didn't care about anybody but herself, all this other stuff. She's like, I went through all this shit. She's like, you can bet your ass I'm going to negotiate a really good contract. So I'm sorry to hear about their future disappearances. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was there was some speculation that uh, start because it is just the one location that Starbucks would just close that location to but prevent like they're t- having a vote at the West Hills location, and the Merchant location is one of the slowest locations. But that's always the, the what they say is they'll just close that location. But all takes you know, all takes is one. All takes is one. There's nine nine unionized Starbucks now, and um, all of a sudden Starbucks is trying to like get on the good side of their employees because they came out and said that they're going to like offer a bunch more fucking benefits for being an employee. So they're, they're seeing like, Oh shit, these people are getting smart and it's just nine, but they're like, fuck, we have two here in Knoxville. This is the first one in the South. And we may have another one um, next month, April 7th, I believe is their vote. So, like, yeah, if it, if, if, if it inspires other locations mm-hmm. too to do the same thing. And when I was telling Maggie last night, I was like, you know what? It isn't even just about Starbucks. The fact that you pulled this off in the fucking South, in Knoxville, Tennessee, you know what? A fucking Burger King 
one of the stores, one of the the employees there may be inspired and decide to talk, start talking to their coworkers. And like so- any any company can become unionized, and like that's what that's what people should be taking from this. Like anybody listening, if you you have a fucking shitty job under a corporation or a franchise, you can unionize it. Yeah, and. What I did learn is that I, I think I'm correct here is that even those that voted against the union, they still kind of get the benefits mm-hmm. of of the of the union. They do not have to join the union, but they still get they, they don't get the union representation. representation, right? But they still get the other benefits from what they what they negotiate for the employees, right? Once there's that contract and they negotiate better wages, better time off, better benefits all the way around, you reap those benefits, yeah. So it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I'm 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 proud of uh, proud of Maggie. And um, now, was her name in the news? Am I allowed to? Yeah, yeah. She edit? was okay. in New York Times. She was all. Over I just the didn't place. know if I need to edit her yeah. for privacy or anything. Okay, cool. Well, I'm I'm glad something you know, Knoxville's in the news for one good thing. Fucking finally. Uh, but speaking of union, there was. Uh, I guess we're not going to Applebee's anymore. Fucking ever again. Like I went to. If <laughs> When's we ever the went, last time you went to Applebee's? Listen, I had, okay. Listen, I went to the gun range in. Um, yeah, I heard about I went that. To, the I went other to the night. gun range in Oliver in Oliver Springs. Fucking great, great, great gun range. Can't wait to do another uh, atheist range day. And on the way back, uh, there were two places, like you know, one of two places, like let's go grab a lunch. And the the deli that you that we went to last time is closed permanently. Yeah, Pizza Inn was closed. I'm like, what the fuck? Like it's you know, reopened by somebody else somewhere else. That deli. Was, so, but for whatever reason, all these places were closed, and like the only thing that was, that wasn't like. Taco Bell or McDonald's was Applebee's. So that was the last time I've been since before my divorce, man. Because, man, my, my ex wife ruined me on some fucking Applebee's, bro. Like, she fucking loves some Applebee's. <laughs> Why does everyone went, have that one ex that likes shitty restaurant food? <laughs> like, I mean, you wouldn't believe the amount of times that we went to fucking Applebee's and Chili's. It was like, it was, it was fucking astronomical. So I don't go, I, I had, I went there because it was like for lack of choosing. Um, but aside from their, Mediocre fucking bar food and microwave food. Microwave. Mi- microwave food. It's shit food. Oh, Charlie's, Applebee's, Chili's, all of it is shit fucking food. I don't know why they're still in business. But this these Applebee's may not be <laughs> much. Yeah, so so what happened was actually Sam, you shared this one um on your page. You came did you come across it on Twitter or had you It's been all over the place. It's yeah, I found it on Facebook. So if, if, if so, if you haven't seen this now infamous email, it was uh, sent from Wayne uh, Pankratz, an executive at the fan, uh, franchise group that operates the Lawrence Restaurant and dozens of others. So he sends this email, and it makes its way to Jay Colcom, who is a uh, one of the managers uh, who was at a shift there. Fucking, he read this thing, quits on the spot, prints off several dozen stacks of this email, posts it everywhere. I think the Holcomb guy, I don't. I think it had already made its way to Reddit when he got a hold of it. Really? And so, so because he said he walked into work and someone's like, have you seen the email? Oh, that's true. And that's he right. went and like looked at it and just printed off hundreds of uh, copies of it. So he, so, so before he quit, so before, I love it. I love this so much. He printed out about two dozen stacks, showed them to his coworkers, put them up all over the store on the tables, the bar tops, the mm-hmm. host stand, the doors, even the computer terminals. And he says, I gave everyone in the restaurant their food for free. We didn't even close the store. So about <laughs> four out of the six managers have quit and at least 10 other workers either quit on wow. the spot or handed their notice. So like a mass resignation, I kind of want to read this email because it's a fucking, like we literally just had an episode the week prior 
talking about how capitalism just like destroys. Well, that's what I was saying about this: is that his strategy is nothing new. It's what we talk it's, about every week. He and he lost his job over the he email, didn't, he did, but he said it out. But, he, it's only because he got caught saying it out loud. Exactly. He it's said only because he said loud. the quiet parts out this, loud. This that's has it. always been the plan of every fucking corporation. That's the whole. That's the plan nationwide. Keep yep. wages low so yep. that you're forced to to work or you die. Work multiple take, jobs. That's what they want jobs, you doing. Take away their health care. Take away everything from them, and then they just have to work for you. That's the job. And the only way out of this is to vote, of course. So I do want to read this. Read this email. It's 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 not too long, but it just paints a picture of like the grotesque mind that they have regarding the status of the workers and what they really truly care about. Team, everyone has heard that gas prices continue to rise. The advantage of this has for us is that it will increase application flow and has the potential to lower our average wage. How, you ask? Most of our employees, employee base and potential employee base leave paycheck to paycheck. Any increase in gas price cuts into their disposable income. As inflation continues to climb and gas prices continue to go up, that means more hours employees will need to work to maintain their current level of living. We are no longer competing with the government when it comes to hiring. Stimulus money is no more. Supplemental unemployment is no more. This benefits us as prices rise. People who were relying on unemployment money simply will have less money to spend. It will force people back into the workforce. Furthermore, other competitors, especially mom-and-pop companies or smaller businesses, will have to either raise prices, cut and play hours, or pay employees less hourly to hit their profit margins. Some businesses will not be able to hold on. This is going to drive more potential employees into the hiring pool. We all competed to hire out of the limit ap- applicant pool, and there was a wage war. We all saw businesses hiring team members at 18 to 20 an hour. They will no longer be able to afford to do this. Trucking is the backbone of America, and as fuel costs rise, so will the charges for shipping. Now, if these costs cannot be passed on to the consumer in terms of menu price, pause, why the fuck not, can't you, but whatever, the only area they can cut sizable costs will be in labor. The labor market is about to turn in our favor, so what can you do? Besides hiring employees in at a lower wage to decrease our labor, make sure you have a pulse on the morale of your employees. Your employees that live check to check are impacted more than the people reading this email. Be conscious of that. Many will need to work more hours or get a second job. Do things to make sure you are the employer of choice. Get schedules completed early so they can plan their other jobs around yours. Most importantly, have the culture and environment that will attract people. That's just fucking garbage. That is disgusting. He's just like, we know these people will need more, you know, more hours. They'll need second jobs. We can now hire them less and just get their, get just get the schedule out just get the schedule out early so they can work their other two or three jobs that they have to survive and this around is this ev- one. This is what every single this fucking is, place is doing that's right the, now. They're the just, mentality. This is just the one time it's been leaked. This is just that. The only way out of this is to skin your boss alive. I mean, vote, vote, vote. <laughs> More beeps. It's okay. <laughs> you can say that. That's skin, fine. Skin your boss alive, Sam. You can say that. Okay. <laughs> That's but it's, it's it's completely it's metaphorical. So, it's a metaphorical skinning. <laughs> it, when I say skin your boss alive, I mean go to the polls. <laughs> I, I mean that's this. We've had so many rants about this. Where you know the American dream is not a thing. It never really really was. It's just a, the the whole you know work hard and you know get. I don't know. It worked for some of our parents. Yeah, Work for my parents. Yeah, Work back for... then it's no longer the thing now yeah, because we have to have now. two or three jobs. You know, it worked for people. one generation, which thinks we're entitled. Yeah. Now we ha- now there's that have to work. They have to have several roommates to be able to you know afford rent. Now the rent is just keeps going up. We've we've had that conversation. 
cost of you know, inflation is going up. Gas prices are, of course, stupid high. But and wages are not. That. Wages are stagnant. Yeah. yeah. You, you never see the CEO being like, wow, maybe I should dip into my record profits that I make every year. Maybe maybe instead of giving myself a, another billion dollar raise every year, you, you know, because I deserve it for being a CEO. Maybe maybe I should give that money back to back to my business. <laughs> nah. <laughs> no, they, they'll, they'll never they'll never put the needs of their employees. Well, very, very few. Uh, there was one guy who cut his salary. Um, he did. A, he was a credit card payment processing and he cut his salary and gave all of his employees a, a, a new salary of seventy five thousand dollars. He uh, he increased every one of their employees and it resulted in far, far less attrition, more production because they were happier in their jobs. Like it actually has it a po- He's found that it had a very positive effect on his business and his business. He gets grew. shit on by so many people too. Yeah. He, he get he got shit on uh, because he's, that's not, that's not how corporate America is supposed to work, you know? Uh, but he provided a model that, you know, you don't have to be living extravagantly and then shit on your employees. Well, look, you know, I think about, you said that um, a lot of people in comment sections are talking about how they're going to close the merchant Starbucks because they unionized. That's just because that they, they have That's, nothing else but, to say. They but, have nothing but else the to thing say. is, though, is like, because that Starbucks is unionized, I typically don't spend money at Starbucks. But I plan on going there. At least, like, I'll try to hit it once a week. Just because, well, you're probably doing better than all these other places. I mean, you know, like, like there were a few people like that that had, had yeah. said that they would they would you know try to frequent that location. It's like right. I don't go to I don't go to Starbucks, but I you know I, I support them and their efforts. I'm gonna go. My niece's response to learning that they uh, unionized was, "Are they hiring?" <laughs> right. You know, like when you have Valid point. these fucking nobody wants to work and a place gets unionized then. My niece is pretty picky about where she's working because, well, she's been brought up hearing about valuing your labor and shit like that. She found a way to make money without being in the workforce. But when she heard, hears about Starbucks unionizing, are they hiring? Right. And if you so, if they, if they can stay fully staffed because of the, the desire to work at a place that is unionized, then they will have faster and better service than this place over here. So location B is understaffed because only have like five working employees because they pay them shit or they don't like the work conditions. But this unionized location is completely fully staffed. They have contracts. So they, you know, they're happier working there. Which one are you going to go to if to get a fast, faster and better service? That could be a, a thing for that as well. So look, uh, Chick-fil-A's in here in Knoxville have signs out starting out at $15 an hour. I go into restaurants all the fucking time. I see who's working these restaurants. A lot of them, like fucking IHOPs, the, both IHOPs are always running with hardly anybody actually working. The one on Merchants, one cook, one server. Yeah, at the I time. can confirm. Went there t- uh, about three or four weeks ago. The one on Clinking and Pike was closed. I was like, fuck. So I drove, but you know, we already like, we, we already put like the, the like IHOP in our head. So we went right. and it, the fucking wait to be seated and the wait, it was just fucking atrocious. Every, everything, uh, uh, there's certain, um, Captain D's, Long John Silver, there's certain restaurants that it's consistently, they can never get employees. But the one restaurant, no matter when I go, that always has a shitload of fucking people working there. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Always. Well, they, and I, 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 I fucking hate Chick-fil-A for a lot of reasons. 
But like one of my nieces worked there, and she's like I actually got pretty good benefits there. I got I, paid well. I worked there. I got. Yeah, I like, did. I worked there. I worked there briefly. It was one of my first jobs in Tennessee. Unfortunately, it's where I, I met my now ex-wife. So that's Chick Fil A's fault. But yeah, how long ago was that? Were they decent employers there? Yeah, then? they were decent yeah. employers. I mean, they you know they were they were paying above minimum wage, but minimum wage at the time was you know five dollars and twenty five cents. So this right. is going back to two thousand and three, early two thousand and three. So, but they treat you know they they gave they gave you you know your food was free. Of course, a lot of restaurants some do that, but I wasn't treated improperly. I like I I worked at McDonald's for a week when I first got here. I was eighteen, nineteen. Fucking hated that, but I didn't nowhere near hated you know working Chick Fil A as much. And right. they actually, and I, I had the same problems. I fucking hate Chick Fil A based for a multitude of reasons, but I can't say that they don't treat their employees as very far well. as employee treatment. And like I know a lot of queer youth who work there. Like, yeah, like they're the owners are these are the problems. But this franchise. They're doing this for me and this for me, you know, like, like leadership training. They have a good program to get um, younger people into like leadership positions and stuff. And like, it's, so, so it's, just, it's just a model to you take care of your employees. You treat, you're going to be fully staffed. You're going to and the level of fucking I hate this again. I fucking hate Chick-fil-A, but I can't say that they don't provide amazing customer service because they train and treat their employees well. And the employees are happy to engage with the customers. That's one of the only places you can go and not have to wait fucking forever for your food. <laughs> Even during the pandemic, the ones around here were one of the only fast food restaurants handling that shit right. Yeah, but like, but there's always you, the one thing you always hear is like the, the they're probably they're always ranked the highest in customer and uh, customer satisfaction based on how they're treated because you treat your employees correctly, you treat your employees right, you train them properly, you develop them properly, but more importantly, you pay them well, you you know make sure the schedules are out on time, you do all these things to make sure that what you're doing you do for your employees. I know this because I have to take care of my staff. I do this. I do whatever I can to make because without them i don't i don't have my branches so right these but with these corporations because they don't they don't make those decisions you know themselves because it's all about the bottom line you know you get to places like ihop where they they see their struggles and you know the, you know you can imagine those shift managers they want so bad to be able to do these things but they don't have the fucking power to do it yeah they want so bad to be able to fill those positions to pay more and they can't well there was there was a post that was on recently when someone's like these managers and I was like, I know a whole bunch of managers who bitch all the time because they have no fucking say in what their their employees get paid. Yeah. Um, that was when I worked at the hotel. Um, I, it was uh, it was owned by a management company and stuff, but they set wages. I could go to my boss and ask for a raise, but they'd have to go to their bosses. And get approval, and then it would be fucking like twenty five cents or something like that, you know. And it would be this whole process. They don't have the say to be like, "Yeah, you're doing this much extra work. You deserve at least a dollar an hour for this." Corporations only expect, uh, you know, the, that that profit line. That's all they want to hear about. That's all they want to hear about is what were your quarterly earnings for this location? What is your, you know, what was your increase? What is your, you know, what was your net? That's they don't care about anything else. They really, really don't. And despite. The, the managers at locations would that would fucking love to make those changes. So I'm happy that, you know, at least this one location was able to get unionized. Um, I hope the Starbucks doesn't do any kind of fuckery with the other vote to kind of reverse that decision because, you know, the union busters are strong in this area. They don't want, they don't want unions. But if it inspires, like you said, others, fucking good. And then maybe we'll have staffed locations because people will want to work at them. Right, right. So... 
Anybody happen to be listening from McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, Taco Bell, any of those? No, start talking to your coworkers about unions. Yeah, and if they don't unionize, if you can't unionize, yeah, if you fail unionizing, go somewhere else. Try it again. Yeah, I had a friend. (laughs) I had a friend who talked to the entire uh, staff of uh, Pizza Hut. I think of walking out after talking to them about unionizing, they all walked out on the spot. So, Sam, uh, it's about halfway through the show, or a little over halfway through the show. You finally tried your beer. How was it? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Sarka. Uh, it's a decent Pilsner. I mean, it's a Pilsner. That's it's that... light. Yeah, it tastes like a Pilsner. Not, not a lot of head on this one? I forgot what that was last week. That would just not stop. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like from their winter collection of like oh, yeah. 2020 or I do whatever. have a bunch of winter beers. This is the one that's not... I cleaned out their winter beers that they were trying to sell and get off their hands for free. This one's actually pretty summery. So you guys, you know, we've uh, already bitched about a useless stadium that's coming to Knoxville that we don't really fucking want or care. We've, we've bitched about that multiple times. It's because it's... It's, it pisses us off. It pisses Well, another article came out today. Actually, a few, Randy, the boy is a, a piece days of shit. Ago. And vote him out of some... No way, he works for UT. <laughs> the, the, Anyways. The, so stadium Bill, that's using Knoxville, Knoxville tax dollars. And now we have... Yeah, Lee is basically requesting state lawmakers for $500 million in bonds. Um for the Tennessee Titan Stadium and a $17 million grant for renovations to the National Fairgrounds Speedway. How did we, how did these, they're, they're con men. Like, how did they trick all these cities into thinking that sports benefits the city and not the people directly involved? The, this is, the NFL is a billion, multi, sorry, multi-billion dollar fucking organization. Well, that's a really large organization that I care nothing about. So, okay, they want to put a dome on the fucking. That's the whole thing. point. That because seems to be the point. They just want a fucking dome on it. Well, so, but they, they they tried so the, the what they initially claimed was that it needs renovations, but the renovation cost would outweigh the cost of building Look. a new stadium. Which okay, I did I did research on this. Um, they f- built the stadium that is there August twenty seventh, nineteen ninety nine. That's when it opened. Okay. Um, and that one was $300 million. So, now, think of inflation and stuff like that. But it's it's not even 25 fucking years old. No. Like, what, what kind so, of renovations would need that would exceed that kind of monetary value? Right. The whole thing is that They're they want artists. no they, they want the, the, a dome. They want a dome. They want a retra- either retractable or they want it covered for the Super Bowl or other, or, or other events. Why? The, the Titans don't go to the fucking Super Bowl? Once. Did they? <laughs> but the but the Super Bowl can still be held in Nashville, disp- no matter regardless of who's playing. Yeah, in it. don't you remember they talked about it in the movie Castaway? Wait, what? Did they? <laughs> yeah, I don't recall that. I don't recall that. I don't recall that portion of it. But so the, the stadium is estimated to cost between one point five and two billion dollars, of which five hundred million dollars is coming from taxpayers. I don't understand why we're diverting taxpayer funds to fund. Something that they're a multi-billion-dollar organization. It'll bring tourists in. And we already have a fucking stadium. Money. No, they're already spending money because they're already a stadium. There's already right, no, right, right. But that's there's that's nowhere be their that has deterred fucking fans from going to Tennessee. But Titan if games. you build a stadium that can host the Super Bowl, that's more people. 
And that's more money that'll mostly go to fucking corporate entities instead of fucking people in these cities. And it's the people that fucking need the money, not it's, fucking it's corporate It's the same scam entities. that's going on in At, Knoxville. Knoxville. They and, say, we're building the stadium for the people. But it's all Randy Boyd. It's he's making the money. He gets to choose who does everything. Nothing goes to the people. I actually have a good article here from the Tennessean that discusses that a little bit. This comes a day after the Buffalo Bills announce a $1.4 billion deal to build a new football stadium, and New York taxpayers are going to be contributing $850 million to that project, yeah. which is the largest public contribution to a stadium to date. And we are living in a fucking dystopia where the underclass is like struggling to survive. So where did they get that money from, Dustin? What did they take away money from to get that, that money? Oh, yeah. So they uh, the budget, the, the New York State... Um, Hochul, Hochul, what, I'm not, the new the new governor announced the new budget, and the family and children's services budget was reduced by eight hundred million dollars. Yeah, wow, so, that's so, really so pretty close. Much the exact amount of money that to, people right. need to survive is going to build a stadium. Look, people of New York, you know where your governor lives. Go there and shake his hand. Don't you Just remember? Go there and shake it, his hand and tell all the flesh. I mean, eat, I mean, to give him a stern talking to. Is it New York where that child recently died? He was like his dad was a cop. He was left in a had like cerebral palsy. Seventeen years. Yes. Yes. No. 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 This was a younger boy, like oh, okay. six, seven years old. Dad left him in a garage for a punishment. The mom had been begging for family and child services to go check on these kids. I'm unfamiliar it, with that. It, it I, almost, I, was, I was familiar with another. So that, if, that, if that's one, that means there's another one where that happened. Another one was a 17 year old that was also that also died that should have been protected by this as well. So like you can't, you don't have the funds to make sure the kids in your state are actually safe already. But let's cut that by 800 million dollars. So their justification is that. It'll bring in annual. First, I don't. I don't understand their justification because they're going to say it's going to bring in annual tax revenue of twenty-seven million dollars. So in twenty-two you know years, what all this reminds me of it reminds me of that scene in The Simpsons where the guy tries to scam them with a monorail. But you know what? Cities actually need a monorail because we don't have any public transit. The, right. the, our, our bus, no, our bus line is not is not. No we live city, in hell. very few cities, like the larger cities, Atlanta, Washington D.C., New Dece- York. Those uh, places, Detroit, has have a people decent. mover. But like, yeah, that's every time I go to DC, I'm like, I wish D- yeah, we I had this here. In DC. Yeah, but again, they're uh, they're but they whole... also have the worst parking in the fucking world. In well, they do, like in DC, you you find a place to put your car, and you, you have take to do a the... math equation to see if you can park there. <laughs> but both of these, I think, I think in both these situations, it is the goal that somehow they conned these leaders. That if you build this stadium, they, they will come, come. Yeah. and then they will come. Meaning the Super Bowl, the one time, the one event that will have, that will come to your city once every twenty or thirty-two years. And uh, they, yeah, they, it reminds they, me of the compilation pictures of all the uh, Olympic stadiums that were built for one event and then abandoned to just fall yeah. into disrepair. Yeah, I mean, but uh, so the other argument that they'll that they'll get the twenty-seven dollars in tax revenue annually and will be, be paid back in twenty-two years. I'm like. You already have, have a functioning. Years. You already have a. Well, this is 
the contract will make make sure the Bills stay stay there and stay in Buffalo for thirty years. That's but hilarious like, that they even think society is going to exist that long. Fair How point. Funny. Fair point. But. Because There's already a stadium there bringing in tax revenue. These There's are the all- decisions that are making sure that society collapses fast. I mean, that's, yeah, it, that's exactly what it fucking you're, you're, is. Again, I'm going to read it. There's already a stadium there for the bills that they have that is already bringing in tax revenue. They're not going to generate any more tax revenue than what they're bringing in by building a new fucking stadium. Man, they're just I simply wish not. I already didn't care about sports, so I could not care about sports even harder. <laughs> But it's important that people know that they're being fucking robbed by a fucking yeah. m- a mega so organization. So make sure you go down to Randy Boyd and just give him a stern handshake and look Randy at the Randy Boyd, Governor Bill show it's happening on all levels, though. Like, there- we have this fucking minor league team in Knoxville that's taking our fucking tax dollars. We yeah, have an minor NFL league, league no in Tennessee that's taking our fucking tax dollars. New York City has a fucking NFL league taking their fucking tax dollars. Yeah, they did it to They're they did it making to Las Vegas. between This is theft. If someone was stealing that much money from you, you'd stab them in the between face. Between simply New York and Tennessee, that's 12 or 1200 million dollars that their NFL's getting of taxpayer fucking money. Oh, well, you left out Las Vegas that that paid in 750 million dollars. Of taxpayer money. So 19. So, so close. Fuck sports. If you have a ball, throw it in the trash. 200 million. 200 million, yeah. You didn't make two points for throwing it. We're doing bad at math. It's 2,000. It's 2 billion. 2 billion. There's 2,000. So that's $2 billion. We're bad at math. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's close to $2 billion for those three stadiums of taxpayer money. When the when the I, I can't even fathom what in total the NFL brings in annually. I just can't because I I can't fathom, but I know it's a fuck ton. I don't get it. They're literally robbing taxpayers, and I, I gotta figure they're they've got to be nice little deals for the leaders that are signing those agreements. I wish nice people would actually fucking boycott the NFL instead of saying it every fucking year. You don't. But the Republicans do. They never actually do. But everybody fucking needs to. Stop giving them your fucking money. They're robbing us. The irony of my decorations in this room is that I watched, like, one game last year. <laughs> <laughs> you just like the colors. I really... I'm not going to lie. I kind of do. <laughs> it's just your favorite colors. It, no, I, I did it as a fucking joke because, like, so I, when, I, when, I, took, when I, I was asked to, to paint the room, Stephanie's like, well, why don't you do it in a Broncos theme? I was like, fuck yeah, I'll do that. Just as a joke, I did this and I followed through, but literally I don't fucking care because they're like a trash team now. But I still like, I mean, I do like the logo and the colors, but I don't, I don't, I'm not going to spend money. Fuck it. That's, I, they're literally robbing us blind and it's pissing me off. Um, I was pissed about the Randy Boyd thing, but now this is, my, again, our state. Our state is caving in. Yep. And... For the stadium, we don't fucking need that. It's already there. It's already there. It was we it don't nice. fucking I, need it? That thing is twenty three years old. I got free tickets and I went. It looked fucking fine to me. I didn't see nothing. I didn't see anything fucking broken. I mean, I didn't have a drone. Of course, I didn't see a drone. You know, with like remember the bridge in fucking Memphis that went unnoticed for. Yo, yeah. But could, there could be something like that. But come on, now you don't but have like, to build a whole new stadium. No, it's not. That doesn't need that much okay, renovation. This this essentially is like a building, right? Um, it, it's when, open when society collapses, we're but, going to need to live in stadiums to feed our community when we all have to live together to fight off the raging hordes. When we look at structures that are built 
23 years is a young fucking structure. That's yeah. not that's not old at all. Yeah, you know when the Romans built their stadium. <laughs> yeah, and I got right. I got There's another looking. society that collapsed because they spent money on fucking sports instead of infrastructure. Wow, it's almost like we're in the Roman Empire right. and it's fucking collapsing. But I I went to check because I know that Nashville had a big flood back about 11, 10, 11 years ago. And there were those tornadoes that went through a few years back that were pretty devastating to Nashville. So I went and looked to see what damage the stadium had received during those points. And how much was that? None. 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 So they can't even fucking blame that shit. No, the the whole thing is, for both these teams, is we want the Super Bowl to come here. That's all it is. And to do that, they they want... Retractable roofs, they want domes, they want. That's, that's all this is. That's all this fucking is. Before our ACAB, I wanted to do my best to get Sam in a rant because it's I, I, typically, I'm not going to lie, one of my goals every day, every time we're on a podcast, I try to get Sam to rant about something because it's just funny to me when he does. And Disney music, man. Disney music and, and Compto was the best movie ever. <laughs> it wasn't um, the music. <laughs> it wasn't the music that I had a problem with. I, I was gonna. I was actually gonna make a joke about Free Guy. Free Guy was the best movie of 2021. But I know you're not serious. <laughs> it's when I know someone's serious. <laughs> <laughs> but so like, some of a lot of but fucking terrible, awful story. Not awful, but fucking fuck uh, Meta. So Meta has and you bitched about this about the reels thing. What Meta has done is they hired a GOP consulting firm called Targeted Victory to. Basically, threaten in there to scare people away from using TikTok. So they're uh, targeting they're targeting various because teens use TikTok twice as more as twice as much as they do Instagram. And Meta's been really pushing their reels. I don't know if you're a Facebook user, but if you scroll, the fir- one of the first things you're gonna fucking see when you launch face on launch Facebook. Facebook are those stupid fucking reels that I never fucking want. and they think I'm a fucking like I th- like I like thirst traps or something because I'm like bro no that's like, because they you. don't have the algorithm that TikTok because has. I don't I don't I don't use reels so they don't they haven't learned me so like I it's, that's another thing they just I, I, send me my friends reels so I mean so a big problem that Facebook had is Facebook I mean Meta Meta had a, such a big problem with Facebook because they used Facebook as a political tool to radicalize old people into supporting a literal fascist Donald Trump. So now the teen, teens and children and Zoomers in general see Facebook as boomer page. Like so, fa- so all anyone younger than like twenty five is does not have a Facebook, it's, and they I think mean, Facebook is a piece of shit. So they, a lot so of Meta Meta it, lost the youths. Meta, lo- Meta the Utes. Lo- yeah, Meta, I love it. Meta has lost the Utes. The two and this is their problem. And so there's a problem, but there so there's hardcore pushing this this their whole reels thing. And so their their tactic was to hire this firm, this GOP firm. Of course they of course they went to a right leaning. They are right leaning. Yeah, that, that's true. That's they, they probably already you know consulted with them in the past, and we just don't know about it. But they're literally targeting users. 
and trying to scare them. Oh, they're sharing your data like fucking fate meta doesn't. Like we do. Jesus Christ. They're doing what we do. The irony, yeah, the irony, they're like, oh, it's a foreign company and they're just trying to steal your data. I'm like, uh, we're, you're a U.S. company that steals data. I, what the fuck's the difference? I mean, last time I was banned on Facebook, what I did was I made a TikTok. Like every time, that's, th- that's why I have a Twitter. I w- if Facebook never banned me, I wouldn't have a Twitter. Every time Facebook bans me, I'm just going to go and get one of their competitors' products. I am never going to get an Instagram. Like, fuck that. I mean, everyone tries to get me to get get on Instagram. I, if it was not owned by Facebook, I would have one, but I do not want to have another Facebook product. I couldn't. I can't imagine. I don't remember the last time I even launched Instagram because it's just not a. It's just not a platform I interact with. It's I just, not like I, every now and then with activist shit, there'll be some stuff on Instagram. So I have an account that I go, but I never post there. Um, yeah, because when I when, when I first got on there, it was people like it was just nothing but pictures of people trying to do like thirst trap pictures and fucking food. And I'm like, I can just go to Reddit and you know be wildly more entertained. Yeah, that was bullshit. TikTok for a while. They're like thirst traps, and then I'm like, oh no, and they're like cats, and I'm like, okay. But, <laughs> but, but I, you know, I'm, I get random. Fuck, I actually, I'm I I like TikTok. The alg- it has a very good algorithm determining. What you like and crafts well, what the items you, know you like what? to see. You know what you should never do? What's that? Never never uh, try to distract a five-year-old for a little bit by no. going on your TikTok. Because, oh, no. Because sometimes I'm just like, here you go. That'll distract you. And then um, they completely fuck my algorithm up by the time <laughs> I get it back. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, but they, they, have a really, they do a really good job of, uh, of the algorithm. And, you know, Meta's pissed that the huge wide six. I mean, TikTok is fucking... I think, I think it's hilarious. I think because the brands, I like the, the brands are on there. They interact with the. They're actually in there actively. They're like like Twitter. They're engaging with you know. They also have a lot. Creators. They have just as much problems with uh, censorship, if not more. So. They have huge problems. They, with censorship. they have they have huge problems of uh, euthanism treadmilling. Like I uh, don't know if you're familiar with that term. No, I'm not. It's uh, so they have a big problem with that where they'll ban a word like they ban the word suicide. So now you have to you, say unalive. Yeah, exactly. So you are aware. Yeah. So now, like, so so you can't ban a word. Period. That means something that people are going to say. People are just going to treadmill it to other things. Okay. Now I'm familiar with what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I have, I've seen that quite a bit, especially when it comes to subtitles. Like they'll change. Like they can't say sex, so they'll spell it segs as a yeah. GGS. Like things and like then, that. I've seen yeah, a lot of that. And then they all they do is place it on the treadmill. The same thing happens with words. Like that's why we are at the point now where you people will yell at you if you use the word stupid because you're being ableist if you like that's the oh, level, really? that's that, the, that level that, that, like that's that's the effect of treadmilling like you you're, you uh, ban a word so people use another word in replace of that meaning and then you get to a point where you have to ban that word and then just on and on ad infinitum so so tr- so tiktok is responsible for wor- like unalive has become uh, a part of people's vocabulary now because of TikTok. Because, I did not know that. I've because seen that. of that shit. Okay, yeah, I've seen a lot of that. I know. I know their. I know their um, censor culture is probably pretty bad, and it's actually I've heard worse than even YouTube. Yeah, in some yeah, regards. It is worse than so, YouTube. so I don't. It does have its problems. I'm not going. You know, I'm not going to say it's the best social media because I think, and, and to to all extent, there's problems with every social media that exists. Because so hopefully, capitalism. Elon Musk can swoop in and save us with his new one. Oh, God. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he just got pissy because of something about Twitter. He's like, I'm going to start a new one because we know how fucking Truth Social worked out. God, that's still a piece <laughs> of shit. Al and I hopped in last uh, Tuesday, and 
there's just still fucking no one on there. There's no like they're they're making posts, but there's no interaction. But there's it's, there's something to be said that there's there's problems with every social media that has it. That well, has that's because of, that's because of capitalism, and that's the whole point of uh, Instagram and or Meta in general trying to aim for reels is that when cap the way the capitalism works is it just homogenizes everything because capitalism wants to make something that can hit everybody. That's the problem with Disney. That's the problem with Marvel because they want a product to make the most amount of money to hit the most people. So when you do that, you stop making products that are specified. So the best product for Dustin won't get made now because instead they're making a product for everybody. And the same thing happened to dating sites, and that's why dating sites are complete trash now is because uh, Tinder came around, and now every site, every single dating app has swiping, all because of Tinder. Oh, Jesus. It's the same. It's, it's, the yeah. homo- it's capitalist homogenization that turns everything. It just wants to grab the biggest thing. And that's how fucking school works, too. That's standardized testing. That doesn't test intelligence. That tests... Memorization. Who, who, that, well, yeah. But it tests who is this middle ground, who is this most people. And then we don't give a fuck about the, these other people. I, I still think, though, that testing in general... I, I, not to go on the tangent of a subject, but in testing in, that reg- in those regards is just your ability to memorize things, not your ability to... To understand, yeah, you know, and it's been proven that when you test like that, people forget it pretty quickly because they learn it just for the test. Yeah, but that wasn't a side. Thanks, Dustin. Okay. <laughs> Five fetuses. Are we going? Jesus Christ! So that dropped. Okay, okay right. here. Let me introduce. Let me, let me introduce the story. Go for it, Sam. Uh, you, you know, you know how churches have a, a, a scared straight. Like Halloween thing, say say an anti-abortionist has one, and they take you into their basement, and they're like, "These are five fetuses." <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? Lauren <laughs> Hardy or Handy, Lauren Handy. <laughs> so I just found this picture on Twitter. It's like when I asked the anti-abortion activist Lauren Handy what homicide detectives pulled out of her house Wednesday, she only said. People will freak out when they hear. Yeah. DC Police Department now says it they found five fetuses. <laughs> I have questions. There's so many fucking questions. I have no so answers. many. None. There's no answers to any of this. Where, Where did, they, did they, come? they come from? Why, Why does she, she have them? them? <laughs> No, this was planned. I just want to that was not planned. <laughs> but like, what is like, what is the what what is the goal? What is to be achieved? I don't. I don't like. I why? Don't, why? What, what how were the, they stored? I want to know that too. Like, are, I, were they on display? Were they little jars? You like little? You know what I'm talking about? Like little display yes. jars, medical. Like I. I I don't under my my mind is filled with so many questions. This Twitter is, is really entertaining on this one, right? <laughs> like, so, but so she is actually one of the nine uh, anti-abortion activists who were charged Wednesday with federal civil rights offenses after they blocked access to a reproductive health center and streamed it on Facebook. So they she was already in crosshairs and was actually expecting to be um, to to be raided. And so they, all nine, uh, also face a charge of conspiracy against rights. But I don't think I would like I would have never fucking expected an anti-abortionist to have fucking five fetuses in their possession. Where I don't, how do you get them? How do you, where does one obtain? Do you just go to abortion plex and just like buy like fetus like? I mean, my, my Sam theory, actually had the best I, I theory. Had a pretty good theory, and uh, this is actually going to end up being my horror movie spec script that I'm going to reveal. <laughs> right on. Uh, I think she's an anti-abortionist who 
kidnapped women who were going to get abortions, and then her plan was to save the fetus. So she 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 cut them open and stole the fetus. Except the fetus died, and she kept the fetus in a, in a state of "I'm going to keep you, I'm going to protect you," and then got rid of the other body. That's probably that's, prob- that's that, my theory. Actually, that's pretty plausible. Because and, you know, I can't think of copyright. That's, that's the, my script. Don't take it. That's <laughs> like the only thing I can think of that actually makes any sense. And we know that that type of thing has happened. I don't know, Sam. Actually, I think that's now property of Apostate Pod Media, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. so, we'll, 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 we're going to run this shit like Disney. We, we, you we, brought we, it up on our podcast. We, will we license, own it. We will license those rights to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but how, where does one get fetuses? I know this whole story is fucking bonkers and fucking gross, by the way. So... At least the like homicide. Let me know. This is a DC, like, right? Was she trying to like, in- uh, what is it? Incubating? Like, yeah, I was guess. she trying to keep the fetuses alive? Were, were they dead? What was? What the fuck was going on with these fetuses? There's just, but then there's, there's like the court no stuff. What are they going to charge her with? Is this some ploy to get like because you can't charge her for murder of the fetus because it's a fetus and not a person I, like I, it's it's really fucking it's all weird i don't know what's going on with this i don't like what i the imagine fuck? the da is literally scratch or scratching their heads right now like what the fuck everybody hearing person? about this per this person is scratching their head what the fuck do you do other than scratch your fucking head? Like, like they're like, do we, how do we, is there a crime? They're probably flipping through fucking books right now. Like, how do we charge this bitch? They're, where's they're, the abort, Where's the harvesting fetuses page? Our laws regarding fetus and stuff like that. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll hear about it soon. But it, just, it literally just broke today, and it was still worth you know at least making fun of because or at least or being a horror, horrified over because Jesus Christ, Seems I gotta like- know. I gotta know more, man. I, I can't wait for these details to come out to find out what the fuck this handy. What was her name? Lauren Handy. Lauren. What the handy. fuck she was up to? So it was in fact DC. Uh, she actually lived on Capitol Hill. Did you see wow. the picture? I did not. I did not see the picture Ew. because it broke today. I shared the story. It broke like 40 minutes before. Oh, we I sent did you po- a meme earlier. Oh, okay. Um, no, it broke before we actually just, just like 30 minutes before we started the podcast. So I didn't really have a whole lot of time to, to get it's too much of it. It broke Christ. about six hours ago. We just saw it right before. Oh, okay. Did it didn't really? Okay. <laughs> well, you know, it, I was checking the news today. It didn't come up until I didn't see it until like 530 PM. I didn't see it before then. I was driving around. I wasn't paying attention to the news today. I, I actually I heard a brief snippet uh, on, on one of a uh, someone who re- posts daily. Um, it's called Under the Desk News on TikTok. They're like, so in horrifying news is like a ten second TikTok. I was like, five fetuses. I got to fucking Google this, and I found the story. It's like Jesus fucking Christ. It's so insane. Like, you have this huge fucking headline and you go and read it and not a single one of your fucking questions <laughs> no. are answered. Nothing like, no is one, answered. No, You're no left questions. with more questions. It's like what the fuck is going on here? I don't... I, but I gotta imagine like there was no good plan for these fetuses to be used because she's an anti-abortion activist and we know that there was there was a previous incident where they they were charged too for doctoring and falsifying information the, the group that falsified this recording of Planned Parenthood to harvest like fetal tissue, but she was the one harvesting. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know how, what, she, what her plan was. I don't know the end game because I, I have a logical and rational mind. I think, and I can't think of why someone would just have five fucking fetuses in their position. So were they I got in, were they pickled in jars? You that's know? what I was asking. That's what I thought. That's what my goal. That's what my because my was. you know. 
Like, my favorite thing is uh, everyone who wants to date a goth chick and tell you're in an oddity shop and you're asking what, <laughs> what the price of pickled fetus is. And yes, I have been there before. <laughs> but it wasn't a human fetus. It wasn't a human fetus. <laughs> well, unfortunately, uh, good time over. We must now end on a somber note with the fuckery of the Knoxville police on our ACAB of the week. You know, fucking Knoxville police are always fucked up. They're always fucking trying to hide their wrongdoing, and they're they're continue to do this now. Um, I guess uh, when did this happen? Like late August. Yeah, it was it was it was last August. All right, so it was like three a.m. last August. This guy Mauricio Luna. Um, I'm very familiar with the intersection he was at. I, I'm at that intersection fairly often. Um, he's going to make a left-hand Where turn. Was this, where was this intersection? It's Cheshire and, um, Kingston Pike. Okay, Kingston Pike, okay. Um, in this particular one, I usually, if, if I have a, if I have to go down this road, I usually take a detour to get off of this road because it's a hard left turn to make but the, three o'clock in the morning if i were out there i would go ahead and do it because you don't have the traffic to battle yeah, with. hardly any fucking traffic at 3 a.m so he's at the he stops at the stop sign a cop comes flying through 90 miles an hour no lights by the way no lights no sirens he sees the cop car pass he thinks it's the only one he thinks he's good Kind of a blind curve anyway. He takes it and ends up getting slammed into driver's side door by another cop driving 90 miles an hour. Driven by Officer Cody Klingman. So, DA investigates this. Oh, Charm A. Allen. Oh, Charm Allen. Um, she, She decides that the officer did no wrong and that it was the car's failure to yield that resulted in his death. But I he wanna, did. He stopped. He fucking stopped for the first officer. <laughs> I want to. I want to point this out because if for anyone that has any doubts of how fast these fucking cops are going, even though he slammed on, uh, so came in braked. He slammed on his brakes. He still hit the driver side door, traveling eighty one miles an hour. So that's after attempting to brake, you're still hitting that fast. Now, these are cops just going on a fucking joyride because they claim they were going to a burglary at 3 a.m., right? Is yeah, that correct? Yeah. And it's, what did we learn about the actual Um So of that? The, the burglary was supposedly at SNS Cafeteria, but there are no call logs for SNS uh, Cafeteria with the 911. And SNS Cafeteria says, we never called about a burglary incident there. We have nothing on in our system saying there was anything there. So this burglary they're claiming they were going to apparently never fucking happened. So I want to I want to point out a difference from what they did previously when they were on Morel Road, which is the the, the mall road. I think mm-hmm. they flashed their emergency lights and briefly turned on their sirens to clear the intersection. They did that at that intersection. Immediately turn them back off. They did. They failed to do so at this intersection. They failed to clear the intersection, which I've seen every time. Of course, I've never seen a cop attempt to go through an intersection 
without their lights and sirens on to alert other drivers that they are in the fucking I area. Have. I have not seen it. I have personally not I've seen, seen this go it. through. I've, I've seen, seen it. it. Cop, cop, I've seen – I've heard out of cop's mouth, I turn those lights on just so I can speed. I've heard them literally say that even. Yeah. Uh, the AG – yeah, not the driver – not the police fault. They Even though they literally murdered him because they were disobeying the traffic laws. murderers. I don't they care. Think that, they think they fucking... think they're above traffic laws. They always do. I saw, I saw a video of a cop on the camera. I sent it to you. He admitted – he says, it is my job to speed. Like, bitch, no, it's not. When you're not engaged in an active emergency, you have to follow every fucking traffic law that every civilian has to. That is why whenever they get behind me and decide – to be assholes and follow me i go five miles below the speed limit because fucker if you're gonna harass me you're actually gonna abide by the laws and you're gonna actually go a little bit slower my favorite part of this article is the dennis kenny who's a former police officer and a professor at the john jay college of criminal justice in new york um he was saying that most police departments prohibit what they call police caravanning for this reason Once the first unit passes, vehicles that have yielded to it have every reason to believe that they can proceed safely. Such restrictions exist even if the trailing vehicles are driving in proper emergency mode. So he, he goes on to say, Had the approaching police car been obeying the laws as required, and as Luna had every expectation to believe, he would have had plenty of time to safely complete his left turn. And he would have. Like that intersection, yeah, like I said, he, 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 and he, he ends. He says, "As such, it is reasonable to conclude that Klingman, the driver that ended up hitting and killing um, Luna, uh, that his negligent operation of his police unit was in fact the proximate cause of the incident." It's a, he says, "It's a complete stretch, a complete stretch by the DA to not charge the officer." I want to see what all three of these cops look like, um, and the reason why. There is a vehicle around Knoxville that I've been seeing for a few months now. I'm almost positive that this fucker lives either in the apartment complex across from mine or on this little road next to it because I've seen him pulling into it twice. At first, I just saw the back of this vehicle that had um, on the back window, it has three crosses (laughs) and then it has two um, thin blue line flags on it. On the back, and it has designed by um, fucking what quick signs or cruiser? No, 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 no. This is like a fucking Honda Civic set up for fucking racing. Okay, set up for racing. Police stickers. Um, I've been trying to get a full picture of this car to send you, and you're gonna get it one day. I'm gonna find it one day. As I was picking up the kid, though, he passed me. And I saw the hood of his car is a fucking thin blue line flag. He gets behind me a day or two later with the kid in the car as I'm picking him up from school. So I'm noticing this guy recently moved near me and he has a similar schedule to me because I'm seeing him often. He gets pissed off when he's behind me and just rooms up rooms next to me. Well, we're heading home from school and he does that zooming up next to me. And we end up at a stoplight, and I'm like, I bet that motherfucker's a cop. The kid and I pull up next to, like, get at the red light, and we end up next to him, and we look over. He's a fucking cop. He was in uniform? I guarantee you. No, he's not in uniform, but you, you know a cop when you fucking see him. He's a fucking cop. I want to know what these three guys look like, because I want to know if they're the, one of these motherfuckers driving this car 
who's clearly a fucking cop and clearly into racing because I bet that's what they were doing at three o'clock in the morning on Kingston Pike. So the the three officers, uh, Klingman, who again killed, uh, who was the one who killed Luna, Jasmine Reed, and Adam Rosenbaum, all three of whom were racing yeah. to the scene. To ra- they were just racing. There was no scene because there was no call. And didn't the SNS say that they didn't have or SNS said that there is uh, no wait. Knoxville police do not have an incident report for burglary at SNS Cafeteria, and David Johnson, chief financial officer of SNS Cafeteria, which is headquartered in Georgia, told Knox News he was not aware of any such incident. Yeah, well, they get to get away with murder yet again because our DA sucks. And it's not just that; you know, that's just that's just police in general. Police in general, they they I mean, are the above DA's, the law. That is the DA's job. The DA's job is to help police get away with murder. That is the job of a DA. She's done a fantastic job of she fucking doing that here. She has done her hearing. job, and because that her is job. her job qualifications. Hey, the DA's job is to make sure that police get away with murder. Okay, good job, DA. The family has filed a wrongful death lawsuit and they'll win oh cool so we know we, they're going win right again i mean as I bitch every time it's always the fucking us it's us as taxpayers who are stuck with the fucking bill who have to pay for the city budget and none of the officers have to personally pay for any of their actions none of them because nope. they're not because of that fucking immunity they're, yep. that's why they can keep fucking getting away with this shit yep they literally illegally street racing by not I mean, the, the negligent, just gross negligence. Even if they were going on a call, even if they had a proper call, the gross negligence of not clearing an intersection while traveling at 90 miles an hour down a 45-mile-an-hour um, speed, speed limit zone. Twice the speed limit. Twice the speed limit. That's no regard for life whatsoever. I mean, that they didn't do their fucking jobs, and they they killed someone in the process and, get, and got away with any kind of negligence. I mean, anyone else would have been charged with vehicular manslaughter if they traveled 90 fucking miles an hour and hit somebody. You mentioned the clearing the intersections and never seeing cops not do that. I actually, today, earlier today, I watched them clear one intersection, and then they get to the next one, and they just fly straight through it. That's exactly what, that's exactly what that's, those three just yeah. did, and ended in the death. And they, again, they're not going to change. They'll, they'll probably get a memo, guys. Please remember to clear intersections going forward. They're like, thanks. But this they happened in pay. August. It's been major news, and I saw them fucking do it again oh, today. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> like, so that memo <sighs> obviously doesn't mean a goddamn thing to them. Jesus Christ. Fucking, I hate it. I hate hey, Charm Allen. If you know a cop, shit. just spit in his face today. <laughs> Make sure you get COVID first. Uh, it's still going around the new sub-variant, whatever. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap us up for episode 58 of Apostates on the Fringe. Thank you guys again for joining us this week. As always, check us out on social media. If you'd like links to the articles or to contact the show, visit us at apostatepod.com. Please continue to share out the show wherever you can, leaving us a five-star review to help our visibility. And consider becoming a patron patron over at patreon.com slash apostatepod. If you like the, uh, the, the show, enjoy the content, and want to help support, support the show and help us grow, head on over to Patreon and sign up for a monthly contribution. You can customize that we, we, we uh, to whatever you want you can do it as low as five dollars you can do it lower than that you guys should you should go lower if you, yeah. you if you have less but if you have less but still want to contribute to the show you can customize what you get and what you give to us there's no cap we don't care if you we, we, we just appreciate any and all support that you can give us to help uh, help support the show high as a hundred dollars yeah if you go so there, i did add that tier i'm not uh, sam <laughs> did say that if uh, we had a hundred dollar tier he would 
uh, live stream or fi- personally send him a video, uh, send you a video of him pushing Christians in the mud, and we do have that a tier Christian, up. Just a one. Christian, yeah, just, just a one, Christian, just one, yeah. just one. Uh, so that we do have that tier up there. I doubt anyone will go, but it's there. It's there as, as promised, Sam. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's gonna be, that's gonna wrap us up. We will see you all next week. As always, and once again, fuck KPD. Fuck Randy Boyd and anyone else trying to build a fucking stadium with public money. Thank you all very much. and opinions of the hosts of Apostates on the Fringe do not represent the views and opinions of the Atheist Society of Knoxville. For links to all our musical contributors, go to apostatepod.com and check the About Us page. A big thank you to Michael Scott Arden who allows the show to use his full catalog.